Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, for those of you who are doing exams or are looking to improve your descriptions when looking at photographs, I thought today we could do another view from the window. And we've done this before. That's when I look out and describe for you what I see. Now, this is very interesting because today it looks very wintry and there's a blanket of snow on the ground. So let's try to describe the view from the window. Well, as I look out, I can see that blanket of snow on the ground that I mentioned a moment ago. It's very bright and is reflecting the grey sky that looms above it. It is starting to melt. The snow is over a day old, but it was topped up last night. So there's a very thin veneer of snow lying on the ground. The birds are sitting on the rooftops across the road where the snow has melted. Presumably the heat of the house has melted the snow because I can see the roof very clearly and I'm sure the birds are enjoying just a little bit of heat. My cat is at the window looking rather confused about the snow outside. I don't think he's seen snow before because he's he's not old enough and he's putting his head to the side in some kind of puzzled gaze as to what it could possibly mean. The snow, as well as the Christmas decorations, make outside look like some very bad version of Las Vegas. There's flashing lights along the rooftops while the snow reflects those lights. Cars are whizzing by and most of the drivers haven't taken the time to clean the snow off the roof, only the windscreen. As I wonder where cars could possibly be going on a Sunday morning at half past ten, I'm reminded that some people here do actually still go to church, but as most of the churches around here have now closed, I think it's probably safe to say that they may be on their way to the supermarkets or to visit relatives. My neighbor's fence has fallen down and has almost landed in my garden, which once again is a testament to this community spirit, which should exist in our communities, but sadly doesn't. There's one parked car outside that hasn't moved for the last few days. If it was a parson, I would say it's knee-deep in snow, but I'm not able to see the wheels, reminding me again that the snow was actually very deep when it first fell. The hedges across the road have been able to shake off the snow very well. 
and uh, the hedges are standing very proudly like soldiers. The green is very clear, but so is the so are the brown leaves which have fallen around it, reminding me again that technically this is still autumn. Across the road, I can see that cartons, windows and blinds are open. Some people are ready to embrace the new day as the buses and cars rush past. But in other houses, to protect the warmth, cartons remain closed. And there's a sense of abandonment in some of those houses. Or perhaps the people are just enjoying being cosy. As the birds glide across the skies, particularly seagulls who are scavenging looking for food, as you know seagulls are always scavengers, it reminds me of that song by Mike Oldfield, the one where he got Bonnie Tyler to sing, I think it's called Islands but Never Too Far, which is all about Soaring birds going across the sky. There's also the occasional aeroplane. After all, I do live next to the airport. But I can't see it, but I can hear it as it goes over. Along with the sound of the police helicopters and the traffic helicopters who are busy reporting on traffic. My neighbor's dog has been running across my garden, and I know that because I can see his little paws, or at least the marks of them, on the snow. And as I look at my fence, which is metal and uh, well-preserved as it's sealed into the ground with concrete, I don't have to worry about that ever falling down. But there's no trace of snow on there. But there is, uh, there is certainly ice, which is glistening on the top of it. Looking at the bus, which is just drawing up outside my house, I can see again that there's snow on the top. The bus is very proudly presenting a sign, reminding me that it is actually electric. It has one of these motifs, electric go, preparing for the 21st century. There's many people out and about. I don't know why people insist in going out wearing only shorts and a t-shirt. It could be a testament to last night's drinking session where they don't actually feel the cold. Or indeed, it could just be that... They're facing extreme poverty, which certainly, according to the media, is very dangerous. But of course, anyone going out wearing um, only shorts and a t-shirt is at great risk of getting hypothermia or another such disease. Right, as the kids hurry past, I can see the fathers wearing shorts and t-shirts, but the kids are all wrapped up wearing hats and wool. Well I'm, well, I'm pleased about that because no one wants to see a child without 
um, a hat on. And it reminds me again of when I was a boy. In those days, if you got on a bus and uh, you wanted to pay, of course, in those days there were bus conductors and conductresses. That means that you didn't pay the driver. And there wasn't such a thing as a weekly ticket either. You got on the bus, you sat down with your mother, and if the bus conductress, they were always big and uh, very mean-looking women, if they thought you weren't wrapped up properly, you would be removed from the mother, you would be wrapped up in a big, big blanket, and then handed back to the mother. Oh, how times have changed when these men are very proudly walking with children. But at least the the children are all wrapped up. Wow, what else can I tell you? Well, the snow is starting to melt, leaving large holes in it. It looks like a blanket that's been torn apart by a little cat who who loves to play. And, uh, yeah, as I just look onto my garden from the window, I can see that uh, it does indeed look like an old rag that's, um, that's been sprung across the garden. So, yeah, very, very interesting. The other thing about outside my window, especially these days is the increase in the number of telephone boxes. Now, I don't mean telephone boxes to make calls. I mean those boxes which are used by cable companies. They're like large metal boxes which are sealed, but every so often the cable companies come and open them and service them. I have three of those directly beyond my garden. There's one next to where the fence is broken down. There's another directly within my eye shot. And there's also one at the corner of my garden. And every so often, they come, uh, well, the, the staff come and open these. They're kind of like cabinets, but we still refer to them as boxes, particularly telephone boxes, of course, because in the old days, they were operated by telephone companies for our telephone lines. It's probably still the same lines, but it's not for landline use anymore. They carry data. Landlines have gone from our homes more or less. Okay, I can just see the Wellington boots of another man who's just walked past the window. Um, I just caught a glimpse of him as he disappeared out of sight. And I can see how those large leather boots are contrasting greatly with the snow. Actually, if they were Wellington boots, they would be rubber. So I think it's leather cowboy-style boots. Yes. Reminding me again of how I won't be outside today because it's too cold for me. And that's it. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that gives you a, a nice view from my garden. And if you feel brave enough, do write a little essay for me about what it's like in your garden. Remember, if you are describing things, don't stay in one tense. I see, I think, it's like, good to use comparatives, but also try to say 
what it reminds you of. I mean, I brought about the memory of bus driving, uh, bus traveling. I also mentioned a song by Mike Oldfield. So you can easily break out of the tense. You have to be a bit of a storyteller, you know, to pass an exam. So there we are. That's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this. Let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.